you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What is up, folks? Bob Dog in the house. Man, Nipple Whiskers podcast. The legend continues. Finally, man, I, I apologize for the delay. I know a lot of people been waiting for it. Been trying to get this out there to you, man. Mass technical difficulties living in the ghetto. Um, yeah, man, I had just mad crazy ground issues from our two-wired two house electrical, and we need three-wire because basically you look in your out wall outlet, usually there's three, you know, two prongs in the ground wire. Well, we ain't actually got no ground wire, so there's just like two prongs and then the other one. It... it Mass complications, electricians know exactly what I'm talking about. People living in the ghetto, they got to buy those little three-prong adapters to connect anything into the wall. This is what I'm talking about, man. It don't work for audio. Um, Whatever, man, we're doing the best that we can. You know what I'm talking about? Basically, at this point, the quality, hopefully, will only get better. Um, Been stepping the game up, spending some money, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, but other than that. Finally here, baby. Finally here, baby. So y'all probably wondering who, what, when, why, where, like what the hell is Nipper Whiskers? So Nipper Whiskers is basically whatever I want it to be. Um, whatever we want it, whatever we turn it into, whatever it becomes, it's just going to let it flourish from this point. Um, I can tell you a little bit about myself, just a white boy from the ghetto. Um, San Bernardino wasn't always like that. I lived in Cooley Ranch over there in Colton. It was nice growing up, man. I had my mom, my dad. We had a nice little family, have four older sisters, um, that's its own little story. However, so basically my family history, uh, had the awesome, you know, had the American dream growing up. My dad owned a house. Uh, my mom was there. Everybody PTA mom did good in school. Um, I raced BMX. I was, I was dope. I got third in the world nationals. You know, I was, I was doing my thing in BMX, the bicycle racing and we had dirt bikes and it was a happy life. Um, my mom ended up getting caught up in drugs and stuff and she ended up taking off in third grade with one of, you know, her boss, she ended up getting a job eventually and blah, blah, blah. So she took off and, uh, yeah, basically life changed from that point. My dad ended up losing his business and we lost his speedometer business, but opened a motorcycle business because the technology and the computers coming in and the cable speedometers going out and he didn't him needing to buy software for each like Ford or Chevy or each brand needed different software. And he didn't keep up with that trend. So he jumped over to the motorcycle game. Um, after the motorcycles, you know, he, he lost that business. It didn't last very long. He, he tried and he became an armored car driver, recently retired. That's my pops' story. Um, he did remarry to a Hispanic lady that travels down to Mexico uh, probably every other weekend, I realized she's like gone, so we go visit sometimes. Um, my dad, you know, he's happy, retired life. My mom, that's a whole different story. She got with my stepdad, Mike, who's no longer my stepdad. I ran into him the other day at Home Depot, and he didn't even look at me. Very strange because they were together for like twelve years or something. They were together for a while. Um, very strange story. My mom, she's uh, I don't know if she's off drugs, but you know, uh, she's a. Uh, interesting i love my mom she's unique she's the reason why i am what i am um she also lived in iran at one point in her life her uh, my grandma r.i.p you know uh grandma donna love you she is she is definitely the reason i am 
who I am. Um, she's the one that kept me sane. You know, when my mom dipped out and it was just me, my dad, and my brother, man, I'd see my grandma every Tuesday. We go to Baker's and it became Wednesdays, but my grandma was always there, man. Amazing woman. Um, the strongest woman I ever met. Uh, she just passed very recently, but crazy story there. Um, my mom, you know, she's uh, still around. She just bought some property in Arizona with her inheritance and she will be leaving, going up there, trying to make it on her own. She has a hard time walking hip issues. It's going to be interesting. See what, you know, what happened with my mom. Um, my sisters, let's run around to my sisters real quick. So four older sisters, they're all half sisters, three from my dad, one from my mom. Um, is, you know, being rough around the edges, but this is basically how they break down. They all did drugs. You know, they all dropped out of school, took off. One's married to an Italian guy. One's married to an illegal immigrant Mexican guy. One's married to a black guy. And one's married to a member of the KKK. Now, if I described you incorrectly, I completely apologize. If I'm supposed to say African-American, if I'm supposed to say, you know, um, immigrating Latino-American, if I'm supposed to say member of the Ku Klux Klan, like, I don't know how, how politically correct, but I really don't care either. So when I say any of these things, I don't mean to offend anybody. With that being said, um, my grandpa, the one that my mom moved to Iran with, he was in the Vietnam War at some point. He got a woman pregnant, so I do have a Vietnamese uncle. He's awesome. Um, my Uncle Hong, man, he, you're the man. If you're, you're listening, man, I, I love you. Um, uncle Hong's the man. He brought me out. You know, he was part of me just becoming an adult, kind of like a, a legal adult. Let's put that, a, a smart adult. Um, he brought me out for one of my first jobs when I was out of state and started laying pipe. I was a pipe fitter. Um, that was awesome. Learned a lot, learned a lot. Um, with that being said, I've moved, you know, a couple states here on the West Coast. I've gone as far as Texas. Uh, Carrizo Springs, man, it was it was tight down there, man. Love Texas. Texas people, I mean, just everything about Texas was amazing when I was there. I don't know, things change, so that's the only reason why I say it like that. Um, especially with everybody going down there now, I, there's definitely going to be some change. I don't know what is good or bad, or I'm not saying any of that, but there'll be some changes. Um, I love Nevada. Nevada was dope. Also, I lived in a little city called Fallon. What's up, Fallon, Nevada, man? Um, crazy story. Fallon, Nevada. That was a little city. There's like one main road. There's a Walmart. And I think that's about, you know, there might be another grocery store in town. There's a little casino and that's basically where everything goes through. There's one strip of restaurant. I mean, it was super small town. I get back and I'm talking to my assistant pastor at church and I'm like, yeah, man, I was out. He was like, where were you, man? What, what, what happened? I was like, oh man, I was in another state, you know, working. I was in this little city called Fallon. He was like, Fallon? He was like, you know, my great-great-grandfather founded that city. I was like, what? So just small world, you know what I mean? Um, that's what basically this whole little thing is going to just be intertwining just lives. I'm not sure what lives are going to jump into this microphone or these microphones or how it's going to go, and we're going to try to bring it to your ears, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of messages out here. And um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I've thought about doing the Hooker Chronicles and just going around picking up prostitutes and just asking them, like, why they, they are where they are and their story and how they got here and what their goal is and if they ever see, you know, an end of this or does it come back to drug addiction? Are there ones doing it without drugs? You know, just interesting things. Like people wonder, man, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of voices and uh, we, we are listening to like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, so I don't want to put anything out there, but basically like your Kardashians and things like that. Like this is what people are, you know, these, these are real life 
what people, uh, what children are growing up and like, these are their goals and aspirations, I guess. I'm not really sure. It's very strange. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just a spectator, just a spectator folks. All right. So back to family, my little brother, I got one little brother. Um, all my sisters, they're like eight years and older than me. So I didn't see them much growing up. I just saw them from a distance. Um, but my little brother, me and him, we were the only two for my mom and dad. He's two years younger than me, than I, than me, than who, than Bob Dog. Um, with that being said, he went into a coma um, on a street bike accident where I was sitting in my car and I was, you know, just got off work. My ex-girlfriend ran up to the car like, hey, you know, don't mean to bother you, but where's your brother? I was like, oh, he went for a ride, and she was like, um, and she didn't say, don't mean to bother you, but she said, don't mean to, don't mean to make you nervous, or don't mean to worry you, but there's a motorcycle accident at the top of your street, and I ran up there, and I found his, his, I just saw the bike, a bike just smoking, and then I saw his shoe, I knew it was my brother, that's a whole nother story, but that's my little bro, man, that's, that's a whole nother episode, I got him recorded for episode one, um, I did it a while back, I just can't get him when he's sober, and like, there, he's just very, he's on disability now, um, when he did wake up from a coma, you know, he had to relearn how to eat, relearn how to talk, relearn how to walk. It was interesting. We were changing diapers for a while. With that being said, that's my little bro. Um, my kids, you know what I mean? All I can tell them is dream. Dream, dream, set goals, have a goal. Um, it's a, it's amazing, man. I got a 12-year-old who's about to start seventh grade, and I got a little one that's two, and she's just... She's a monster, man. She's awesome. I know she's going to jump on the mic. I'm going to get my son on here for an episode. So we'll talk to him about going into seventh grade and what he thinks. And we'll be there when the girls come. And then I got my lady. My lady's awesome. Been with her for like seven years, maybe eight. Um, she, she would know. I would. I don't. With that being said, you know, awesome lady. Um, been there, ride or die. We haven't been through much because y'all learned along the way. My last one snitched on me, had you know, detectives, police at my job. It was all bad, man. All bad, all bad, all bad. With that being said, I'm a mechanic. Uh, I'm a mechanic. Little car history on me. First car, 67 Mustang. Yes, sir. Came with a six-cylinder, took it out, put the 289 V8. Um, that didn't last very long. Got a Cadillac Eldorado at some point. Um, let's see, he was dipping at like 130, 130, I think, where the governor hit in, 127. Uh, had I smashed on an undercover cop. But then when he finally caught up, you know, I had to pull some whoop, whoop, some maneuvers, avoidance, got out of there, went back to the car dealership, said this is too much car for me. I need me a Honda. So that's when I got my first Civic. It was a 98, 1998 Civic. Um, from there, I got a Cutlass. I had a Cutlass for a little while. That one, head gasket issues, that didn't last too long. Commandeered a Dodge Caravan. That was awesome. Girl called me like, hey, me and my friends are at the rave. We don't want you want to give us a ride. We'd be like, hey, me and the homies, we'd be through. Go scoop them up. Love the van life. That was a different life. Um, went from that to a 1989 Toyota Camry that was totaled, um, sixty thousand miles on it. Ran decent. Damage in the front, damage in the back. Looked clean from the sides though. Um, with that being said, from there, ended up in a 03 Honda Civic. That was you know. Clean, clean, and then from there it just became like CRXs. I had a '91 hatch, but right now I own like three CRXs, um, and I have hatch. Uh, have a '91 hatch 
in the garage that I'm building for the homie over there at Marley's Tacos, connected to Adam Speedway. Gotta love it over there. Um, the Speedways in California. I wonder if we're still gonna have them. That'll be you know up for conversation definitely because I know they're trying to pass some crazy talk with the emissions and oh man, we can jump into hobbies. I had a bunch of hobbies in my life. I'm still making new ones all the time, as you guys will see as you're witnessing and experiencing at this moment. Oh, with that being said, BMX, like I said, as a kid, a lot of BMX. Um, I still read books. I started reading like the Bernstein Bears and stuff as a kid. So I've read, you know, books for quite a while. I remember the Pogs, Pokemon cards. I'm still active with the Pokemon cards. Very active in the trading cards right now, looking at stacks in front of me as I look around the room currently. Um, Roller hockey did that. Let's see. Motorcycles grew up around it. Basically, my whole life worked at Glen Helen, the dirt bike track, um, skateboarding. Uh, definitely have a lot of skateboarding in my history. Um, current, currently, I skateboard a little bit with my son. You know, I'll jump on the board like once a week. Not nothing crazy. I'm I'm the old man now. I'm just chilling, but I'll still tear it up harder than he will at the skate park. But he's not he's not the most uh, uh he's not the most athletic. He's not bad. Uh, He's definitely getting down in the gaming and, you know, he's hanging with me in gaming now almost. Um, RC cars, I just went through that phase. Warhammer 40K, just went through that phase, you know what I mean? I got chess boards. I'm into whatever. I'm into it. If if it's something interesting, let's do it. Um, right now I'm going through Hondas just because the older Hondas, I can find parts real cheap. I can afford to build them. You know, I build them all the time, buy them for like 450 bucks. I'm Put a license plate on it from my other one, and I'll drive it to work for months. With that being said, perspective. I'm just a white boy out of the ghetto. I hear a lot of perspectives. Um, there weren't many white boys at my high school. I definitely got picked on and stuff for being the white boy. Um, I also had long hair. For those that remember me back in the day, I was baby Jesus. I was suave, babe. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people, it was wild, man. It was wild, wild life. Definitely sold crack for a living, you know, moved out. I was a registered runaway by about 15. You know, I lived in Vegas. I was had fake ID, fake social, had life going on. I had my own little place. By the age of 16, I had my own apartment, and I was doing my thing. Nobody could find me. Um, then I got busted, you know. I got expedited back to California to my family and my parents. And I basically straightened up my path at that point. I just knew that, you know, selling dope was going to get me nowhere. It was good. It was it was a fun road. It was cool. Like it wasn't even fun. It wasn't even cool. But it lasted. You know, it was it it was what it was. I'm glad that I didn't end up in prison. Um, basically, I always planned to be dead by 25. So school didn't matter to me. None of that mattered. I just always thought I'd be dead by 25 because I wasn't gonna go to prison. There was no way I'll shoot my way out before I have to go through that. Um, and life was just wild, man. Definitely, you know, linked up with uh. One of my sister's baby daddies, and he was wanted by the FBI out of Baton Rouge. He was out, you know, in Vegas running already on the run. So when I linked up with him, we took off, and we just started doing, you know, our own thing. Got my fake ID in, started going in the club, started, we were doing everything from robbing trannies to, I mean, snatching purses, you name it, we did. We we were on it. We were on it. I was playing craps, man. I, I was we were in there. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I'll probably incriminate myself to this one. Um, let's see. I do believe in the illusion of choice. I think it's funny. I think it's um, 
you know, we could question free will and all that stuff. Everything's going to be in question. I'm not a religious fella, but I do read a lot about religion. I'm totally interested in all of it, whatever people believe. Like, I have very few beliefs. I don't really, I try not to believe in things. I have a lot of ideas, but hey, if you come with more evidence, hey, I'm willing to listen. I'll switch my idea real quick. You know what I mean? We'll learn together. Teach me, brother. Teach me. Teach me. Sister, whoever it is. Um, with that being said, you know, I've grown up in the shop. I know all about shop lives. I've, my dad always told me, you know, the hardest thing about running a business was finding employees. So I currently don't own a business, but I do plan on it. And, you know, maybe this will be the start of one. Who knows? I'm just down to try, you know, whatever. Um, anybody want to go paras- parasailing or, you know, jump out of an airplane? Never done it before. I'm down. You want to go scuba diving? I'm scared of sharks. I ain't going to lie. But I'm down. I'm with you. I'll ride a shark. I'm, you know, I'm with the cows. We, we, we can go get it. Um, all that stuff, you know what I mean? I know we could talk about consciousness. We can talk about awareness, you know what I mean? Doubt, self-doubt. Um, I definitely done some years of MMA. I was in karate as a kid, so there was a lot of karate from young age. We went all the way up to brown belt. Let's see, from karate, I did some MMA. I definitely was linked up with 777 Gym and Unbreakable Gym with Brian Warren out here in San Bernardino. Um, We definitely went to a lot of King and King of the Cage, you know, it's, we've done a lot, I've done a lot, man, I've done a lot, and, you know, my little bro, we rode through a lot, I've definitely, you know, I've been stabbed, I've been shot at, you know, it's been, it's been gunfire in the past, my hands probably still smell like gunfire, I think I've shot at, like, people in three different states now, I mean, things, it could, we, we gonna get into the, we gonna get into things, you know what I mean, we gonna get into things, with that being said, man, it's nothing but love, Um, I'm totally excited about learning about everybody, especially the cultures, um, especially, you know, I remember it was very interesting. I got expelled and I got expelled from school and right around this time was, uh, it was nine 11. I remember I was talking to my lady. I was like, do you remember nine? She was like, ah, I was too young. I remember nine 11. I got expelled from school and I was going over the bridge when I heard on the radio and they were announcing what had happened. Then we stopped by a liquor store on the way in. So I watched, walked into, you know, a Middle Eastern owned liquor store, I believe, and walked in and he had it up on the, the TV. Is We're normal, man. I was like, what's up, brother? He was like, hey, man, you know, he just like, you know, I don't remember his expression completely. I, I could make it up and say he was sad or whatever, but it was just a normal day. We just, you know, got, got my thing and kept going. But that was a day that will forever be in me, like, entwined you know so just a big shout out to everybody that's given their life or everybody that's like there's never what is it there's never a winner in war i believe or however it goes but you know i think both sides think they're right and everything and this things are hard things are complicated um i'm not somebody that'll sit here and pick sides if you want to tell me i'm gonna listen so you know man how i got off on that i don't even know but with that being said yeah, my dad, we used to ride a, when I was expelled from school, I would have to go over to his shop. And even when I went to continuation school, we'd ride to his shop every day. And that was basically my punishment. I had to rebuild dirt bikes around like 12, 13 years old. And by, you know, just rebuild the dirt bike. I never even got to ride them. He would sell them to the person like, you know, he would just sell them right, right from under me. It would suck, but I would fix them all up and he would just sell them, and that was my punishment for being a bad kid. And by being, you know, it was it was all bad, man. I was a little riffraff. Uh, definitely 
ditched more days than I ever went to school. I would finally show up into a class and the teachers would be like, uh, yeah, you can go to the office because you don't even like come to the, you don't even like come here. It was very interesting. Um, knucklehead hung out with a very mixed crowd, depending on which school you're talking about. Um, definitely hung out with the, some dirty vatos out there in, uh, Colton high school, man. Love all my people out there. Uh, my best homie, you know, RIP Matt Delgado from middle school. He was my best homie all through middle school, man. He ended up, I think, taking out his cousin and then killing himself when the police had the the house surrounded. So miss that fool. My best friend from elementary school, RIP Dante Cannon, man. Love you too, bro. We used to get in trouble training pogs in the back of the classroom. And then when I got expelled, I met up with him in eighth grade, man. Love my dog, Dante. Um, last time I ever hung out with them, a crazy story. It was when that, was that purple salvia came out and I never smoked the stuff, but I was around it a lot cause I never did drugs. We'll, we'll get that straight through right now. You know, I've cooked crack. I've sold basically at least half the drugs. I'm going to say half of them just because there's so many now I'm going to say, especially back in the day it was almost all of them. But nowadays you got all types of like fentanyl and all types of weird things that I don't even, you know, you ain't, I ain't touching none of that boy. Um, with that being said. Never touched drugs, never touched drugs, but I was always around it. And I remember Dante smoking some purple salvia, man. He just started laughing. And his girl Erica was just like, are you okay, babe? And he just, and he just had drool coming down his face, man. He was having the time of his life just looking over, looking at me, looking around. Oh, man, miss you, Dante, man. Single car accident on his way to work, I believe, in the morning. Man, a good guy, good guy. Um, You know, there's all types of, just life goes on, man. Life goes on. Um, let's see. When I growing up, I did have a stepbrother that was in the X games when my mom met my stepdad. I think that he influenced me more than I would ever want to admit. He had a lot of import tuner magazines. He did smoke weed. He had a Lexus IS 300 when they first came out. Oh man. I love that car. He had a Porsche 911 at one point. He had a, a 2002. This is in 2001. He had a 2002 Tahoe on 22s. Like 22s or 26s, I forget. It was some stupid 22s. I was like, nah, I remember because I bet him. And he ended up taking my money on that one. Um, I got one cousin, Jeff to the left. Man, that fool's a nut. And literally um, go to Patton Mental Institute and visit him when he was in there. He's got out. He's he's doing better now. I'm not really sure what he's up to. Maybe get him in the podcast. He's got some crazy stories. I remember one story. He ran up the embankment of a freeway with a chain and started beating on the cop's car, telling the cop to stop harassing his friend who he, he had a car pulled over. The people inside of him didn't even know who my cousin was. He was wigged out on another one. Um, my one time my mom gave him 20 bucks to go down and get, you know, packs of cigarettes, get his own pack, get her a pack. He came back like four hours later. She was like, where are my cigarettes? He was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I bought crack. So he bought crack instead. You know, it just, it's been a fun, you know, interesting uh, grow up over here, man. I just want to give some perspective and stuff. And I want to give insight and give the ability of uh, getting the word out. Because I got a lot of people, you know, I try, to, I try to keep my means of communication open with people. And I try to communicate and, you know, keep in touch with people. I'm not the best at it. I'm better in isolation. I love being alone and just, like, closing out the world. But this is, you know trying to keep a window open. This is going to be my commitment to you guys, to myself, to the podcast world, 
you know, I got to get these out weekly. So that's going to force me to talk to more people and get more people in and figure all this junk out. So with that being said, Nipple Whiskers podcast, Bob Dog in the flesh. Thank you all for listening. You know, episode is really episode two. I'm not even going to call it episode one. I'm not sure if episode one will ever be released. So this might be the first one, but it's going to be episode two. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. More stories to come. We got a lot to get into. A lot of people around here, man, from my youth football coach homies to my first generation homies to, you know, all types of things, man. We got it all in here. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And we're going to get into cracking. All right, man. Later. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.